Hello, and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. My name is Brian Stone, and I'm the associate editor at Bank Automation News. Joining me today is Mike Cook, vice president of Fraud Solutions at SoCure. Mike discusses the challenges banks face when dealing with synthetic accounts, what a money mule is, and how large of an issue synthetic identities are for financial institutions. And, you know, for a little historical historical perspective, it hasn't been a big issue, right? I mean, synthetic fraud really was attacking cards, uh, phones, right? Doing bust out, doing, trying to run it up to the credit limit, um, doing a lot of different things, right? But what we've seen, we did a report recently in the, since COVID especially, um, synthetic uh, fraudsters has, have been attacking DDA accounts, so, do, uh, so deposit accounts, savings, investments, uh, banking accounts, right? And Today, when we do analysis, we do proof of concepts, we do quarterly business reviews, we're looking, always looking at retail banking, we're looking at fintech accounts, right? And we're seeing that one in three accounts are synthetic fraud, right? And that depend, it depends on if the bank or the fintech is really focused on shutting the front door and keeping synthetics out, then they generally have about 1% uh, synthetics that are live and operating in their accounts, right? Performing money mule activities, uh, doing, you know, P2P scams, doing money laundering, right? So um, so it's at least 1%. I did see one analysis the other day we did. It was about 0.8%, so a little bit less. Um, I have seen higher than 3% um, of open active accounts. So synthetic fraud in deposit accounts now for fintechs and banks is at its highest it has ever been. And the ground has really shifted since COVID quite a bit. So I have a question on something you just mentioned, uh, and I just wanted to give you know context to it. Can you explain what the concept of money mules are and what it is they're doing exactly? Yeah, money mules are basically, you know, a lot of people don't understand money mules. Money mules are, are simply an account where you can send, you know, ill-gotten gains, right? You can send uh, money laundering funds through that account. Um, and then maybe that money will go to another account, uh, maybe go internationally, used to go to crypto quite a bit, right? It has been, that's kind of dropped down a little bit. But a money mule is basically an account that is, that's fueling fraudulent money movement. And money mules can be synthetic. Synthetics is a big chunk of that, right? Because in the past, uh, money mules used to be real people. Um, and, and they still are. But if you think about it, would you rather manage a person and make sure they do what they're supposed to do and maybe give them a skim of the transaction? Or would you rather set up a synthetic identity if it's really if it's pretty easy, right? A lot of you know banks and fintechs aren't aren't protecting the front door. So if you can set up a synthetic identity and do it that way, um, it's easier. So money mules are basically just, you know, an account that's set up that you can do some pretty uh, nasty things through and it's synthetic. Uh, it's account takeover. It's first-party fraud where the the consumer is aware and they're participating. It's first, it's victims. Um, it's third-party fraud. So, a lot of times people think money mules are a certain type of fraud. They're all kinds of fraud, um, and it's just a way to move money through an account. When it comes to synthetic people or synthetic accounts, what are some of the largest challenges banks are facing on their side of things with these synthetic people or accounts? I mean, I think, you know, there's two answers to that, right? Um, the first thing here is is education. Um, and and that's, that's a big part of it, right? Because I think a lot of banks and fintechs who have deposit accounts, right, they have to do CIP. They have to know who their consumer is, right? So they think, well, if I know who the customer is, they have to be real, right? 
And the issue there is they're not, right? So they're using CIP, right, solutions that say, hey, I assume it's name and address from an authoritative source, right? And that authoritative source is a lot of times the credit bureau header data, right? And the issue there is if you want to establish a synthetic account, you establish it at the bureau. And it's really easy to do, right? I don't want to give the, the recipe for how it's done, but I mean, it's very easy. It's out on the internet, right? So um, the, the biggest issue I think is, is education. And so uh, the second is uh, ROI. And, and, you know, I work at Secure. We did a, uh, I, I wrote a, just a quick blog. Uh, I think I put it out about two weeks ago, right? And it talks about uh, the math, right? The, the math behind buying a synthetic fraud solution. And it doesn't work, right? Because the issue with a synthetic fraud at a bank, if, if you're a good synthetic identity and you're at a bank or fintech, you got a deposit account, you don't ever want to go bad, you know, quote unquote, right? You, you want to sit there and you want to fly beneath the radar. You want to launder money, right? You want to, act, you want to do P2P scams because you don't want that to tie back to you, but you want that transactional dollars through you. So it's, it's interesting, right? It's, it's a, it's a, it's, it's, it's bad math because when you do the ROI of an out uh, of, of trying to bring on a solution, your average loss is about, $250, $300, right? Lifetime loss in a DDA. Um, and so the false positive rate has to be so low, less than one-to-one, -one, right? That when a bank does their analysis, they generally will come back to you and say, well, I don't have a synthetic fraud problem because it doesn't look like you can you can solve for it, right? Because, because of the ROI. Now that the CFPB is pushing for banks to own the P2P loss from consumers. And now that the banks, some big banks, right, have said, we're going to self-regulate and take that P2P loss on ourselves, and they're going to use it as a competitive advantage. Rather than saying your average loss is 250, it's at least 1,250. And the reason for that is, you know, you assume one synthetic, account does one synthetic activity a year, right? One P2P scan, that's a thousand dollar loss from Federal Trade's numbers, Federal Trade Commission's numbers, right? And so what we're gonna see really quickly is the losses from synthetic fraud double. And in the period of potentially a year, right? Especially if the CFPB, you know, regulates this year or if the banks self-regulate. And so a lot of, fraud managers, a lot of compliance managers, I want them to wake up in the middle of the night and realize I am not ready for this 2023, right? Because because if that changes rapidly, you know, fraud losses are going to double uh, within 2023. And I think it's going to be a, a, a huge eye awakening for a lot of people. This is something you sort of mentioned uh, in the last uh, answer. Why is it so hard for banks to identify these synthetic accounts? What makes it so difficult? You know, it's not it, it is not difficult to identify it, right? So, so if it, so uh, we're, so here's a solution provider. We're in our third version of the model, right? It took us three versions really to get it right. Um, and so once you do get it right, you understand synthetics, right? You, you look at how do you create an, an identity? And you have a huge amount of data like like Secure has, right? And other other providers, um, you have the ability to see synthetics pretty pretty easily, and you can stop them, right? The the issue is I think banks on their own 
or fintechs on their own cannot do this on their on their own, right? And they rely on their CIP programs. CIP does not stop synthetic fraud. And so it it really is, I think, I think 2023 is going to be the year where if you do have deposit accounts and you've assumed that synthetic didn't attack you, I think 2023 is going to be the year where they wake up, they say, my CIP solution isn't solving for this. I cannot solve for this on my own. And I need to go out, test different providers and pick a synthetic solution provider at point of origination and stop it there. And then the next step, and this is something we've only been recently pushing, when we realized what the CFPB was doing, what the banks might self-regulate, how many synthetics are out there and how they've changed the behavior, you know, we realized that a lot of banks should probably do these, what we call portfolio scrubs, and basically say, Let, let's pull these things out of the financial system, right? Because even if you put something in today, right, you'll start stopping a good chunk of the synthetics at the front door. But man, you still got one to three percent or more operating in your system today. What large scale changes need to happen for banks to more frequently, I guess, identify these synthetic accounts and get rid of them? So, yeah. So specifically at account origination, you know, they they're calling out today to the bureaus. I wouldn't use a bureau solution for synthetic. It's just they're not the best. Um but they're they're calling out today through their APIs. They're calling out through Pfizer, FIS. They're calling out through, you know, they're large enough, right? Big fintechs, big banks. They're going direct, right? All they need to do is add, you know, if if they have a provider, then most of the providers will give it in the same API call, right? So all you have to do is test, contract, start to call, find a threshold that works for you, and. Uh, put those guys through additional validation at point of origination. What's really, really key um, is that there are two real, uh, two two synthetic fraud types, right? So it's not enough to know it's synthetic. You need to know it's synthetic fabricated or synthetic manipulated, right? And what I mean by that is, there uh, if you're fabricated synthetic, it's it's completely made up, right? Social doesn't belong to the name, name doesn't belong to the birth. It's it's completely fake, right? Fabricated synthetics in a deposit account are the worst um, because those, and that's generally the ones that are attacking the most because there's no reason to make up a fabricated synthetic, right, in a DDA. Now, the other kind is synthetic manipulated, and that's a consumer who has changed their identity or maybe an undocumented worker who doesn't have a social who's using a randomly selected social or another social they may have been you know, given, right? So uh, not by the SSA. And they'll use that social and they'll establish you know, a credit report and then they'll get through and open up a manipulated synthetic identity. So, so the bank needs to, the simplest thing is at origination, call out, pull in a score, find your threshold. If it's manipulated, um, you know, get something with a social security number to validate them. If it's fabricated and you want to automate it, you can automate it through like a secure doc V solution or another document validation solution where you're looking at driver's license. Generally, you'll catch the fabricated uh, person that way. And then one of the things that we've been uh, pushing, not just for uh, deposit accounts, but also card and others is, um, you know, it's, no model's perfect. There's going to be a marginal score threshold with that marginal score threshold, take those signals at signals that you acquire at point of origination from your third party solution provider, push those into your account management 
and then apply that into your account management because you know we all know account management uh, scores high false positive rates right this is one way to lower your false positive rates by looking at what do they look like at origination because synthetic is 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 unique right if it's, it's synthetic at origination guess what 10 years later it's still synthetic right? and so those signals will help you so if you can push those signals forward on the marginal guys uh, and then uh, uh, integrate that into your account management uh, analytics that will help you out a bit a lot you've been listening to the buzz a bank automation news podcast Please follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com.